What's in the queue? 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 Yeah. Because he's a psychopath. He like will he knows I'm about to go in the room. Sure. So he hurries up and runs in there. Cats know these things. Yeah. And then I'm like, Go on, kitty and he's like, Nah. Or he'll go hide under the bed. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like <clears throat> So if I close the door, like this like the cat could be in there sleeping. Having a great time, just mm-hmm. chilling. Little kitty dreams. The second I close the door, sit back down, mm-hmm. he's like pulling at the door. He freaks out. He wants out. He goes crazy. Right. And I'm like, oh, I want to murder you. But you can't. But you can't. I you mean, know, he's cute. Aggression against animals is a sign of a serial killer. Um, yep. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No animals were harmed during the making of no. this podcast. I just, I just, I just always feel bad putting Gary in the cage. I know. There's no one to to wrangle him right now. Yeah, it's a big, quiet, empty house. It is, kind and of... yet we're still in the closet. <laughs> Why are we in the closet? <laughs> the audio's pretty good. Yeah, I mean... I, I've no, it, I've noticed it anytime I listen to our stuff anywhere that's not work. Yeah, because work is loud. Very loud. But like, if I just listen anywhere else, it's like, oh, the audio's, audio's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, morning recording again. Again, with a short week. This is like when your football team plays on Sunday and then has a Thursday night game. Yeah, but it's Sunday night to Wednesday morning. I th- I almost feel like it's a Sunday Monday game. It is basically because well, especially for the fact that. Our first documentary that we chose, we both were like, huh, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah, In an effort of full disclosure, we did choose a documentary for this week called, was it The Thin Thin Blue Blue Line? Line. Uh, Watch it if you want. But But we're not. We're not. (laughs) I know I got about 20 minutes into it. I was trying to watch and get Christmas presents in boxes at the same time. And by the time I looked up from the second present, I was like, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. All of a sudden I was like on my phone. Yeah. Doing other things. Right. And that's about the time I sent you a Snapchat going, I don't think this is going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, but maybe it just, I wasn't in the mood. Sure. Because that that happens. You know, sometimes you're just like, I I don't even know what I just watched. Yeah. You know? It happens. And, And I've had that with movies too, where I'm like. I hate this movie. It was awful. And then I watched it again. I'm like, oh, I love this movie. I must have been in a bad Just mood. In a weird like, mood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was me with uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I hated Napoleon Dynamite for the longest time. And then I finally watched it again. I'm like, Emily, what is... This is funny. Yes. This is funny. Yeah. Yes. So, no, I get it. I get it. No, Tina. <laughs> Can we get your dinner, Tina? God. All right. Oh, you made me snort. <laughs> oh, then that's a way to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. Hey. It's what's in the queue? What's in the queue? It's us. Yeah, with Krishana and Emily. Yeah, we're the coolest. Hey. Um. So, you know, being that the first doc sucked, we had to scramble because we had to we had to record twice in one week. Right. I just so happen to have today off of work. Yeah. And, and you've got plans on our normal recording days. Yeah. And, but we're hey. That's not going to stop us. No. Not going to no. stop us at all. No. Ain't nothing going to 
hold me back. No, mm-hmm. I've got to keep on moving. Uh, so we switched it up and yes. did uh, the American Experience. Yes. War of the World. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, can I just say that I really didn't know about Orson Welles. Like, I knew of. Sure. You know but the, not the like, myth, yeah. the overarching story. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, I knew of War of the Worlds. Obviously, I've seen the Tom Cruise one. Yeah. I know of the book. Never really sat down and read it. Yeah. Whoa, man. I learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot about 1930s American psychology, too. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, basically, this documentary is about Orson Welles a little bit, but it's really about his broadcast on the radio show um, in 1938, uh, War of the Worlds, and, and it was how he put this together. Um and I think maybe first we should probably talk about Orson, um, just yeah, let's, just to get a little. Let's do a little history of it. Yeah. Um. Basically, he. I mean, he was in the theater crowd. He was an actor. He was a director. Um. He moved into radio theater with the Mercury Theater on the air. Uh, they were presented by CBS by the Columbia Broadcasting Station. Yes. Um. I don't know if they had the little I logo yet, but it was CBS Radio mm-hmm. basically, and he had the idea that he he um. He had read H.G. Wells. Yeah. Um, not spelled the same. Kept no. making that mistake in my notes. H.G. Uh, Wells's novel, War of the Worlds. Yeah. Where a bunch of Martians come and attack the English countryside. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and, and Orson already had this kind of um, hype about him by this time because he was doing a lot of like out there stuff, especially for the time. I mean, for the time. Oh, whoa. Talk about that Haitian um, Macbeth. Yeah. He did a, a, a production of Macbeth. Um, and it was a all black cast mm-hmm. and it was set in Haiti. You got to think in the late thirties, early thirties. Yeah. Like that. No. no, we were still painting white people with blackface. Yeah. Please don't do that. Don't do don't, that. Don't, just don't. No. It's no. not cool. That's in the list of things, like, don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, that's in that list. Don't Don't do that. Don't take your face. (laughs) Yeah. It's not okay. Nope. Um, And and it just, it makes me feel awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I was very happy to see an all-black cast uh, in a Harlem theater. Like, it was a really incredible production. Yeah. Um, So, he, I mean, he was definitely a man ahead of his time. Yes. 23 years old. Like I was not doing anything at twenty (laughs) three. No, I mean, holy cow! Can you? I just like this whole time. I'm just like, can you imagine if he was in present day? Like, what sort of amazing, crazy stuff would he be doing with all our technology and all that stuff? Like, just incredible. Or, okay. Alternatively, would he, because there's such, like, there's no struggle to get your hands on technology. There's no struggle, clearly, to get your voice on radio, on the internet. Like, I almost wonder if, because it was a challenge, like, maybe that's what was, because, because there was the struggle, that's what made him work hard for it? Well, 
you're right. I, I, I mean, I definitely could see that. Maybe he would just be like average today, but I still feel like he would be pushing envelopes that we don't even know about. Right. And he would be doing things that like, I mean, because he was already doing stuff that was way beyond yeah. the time in which he was living. So oh, gosh. I, it just makes me go like, what? What could you What do? could he have? Yeah. yeah. So it was very cool. I mean, 23 years old. That's, I mean, it's just crazy the, the things that he was doing um, for such a young person. Yeah. Um, hustling. So he was put up to the uh, task of. Uh, doing a play mm-hmm. um, and he you know he decided War of the Worlds and kind of everybody around him was kind of like eh, really? You yeah. sure about that? No. Yeah. So you know everybody's scrambling to get this uh, script done and they record it like all these things are happening it's uh, you know rush yeah. rush rush. They, they definitely kept an SNL type schedule. Yeah. Where it was you know seven days before the broadcast you figure out what you're going to do three days before the broadcast you have a script uh, yeah. Two days before the broadcast, the uh, legal department at CBS is like, how about you don't use any real place names whatsoever? Yeah. yeah. Well, and basically what happened is 72 hours before, he finally listens yes. to it and he's like, it's junk. Yes. I Change hate it. it. Change it all. It, yeah. So and then it was extra scramble to turn it into what it became. Right. And then have legal like the day before... Yeah, yeah, saying, well, you can't use any real yeah. names or places. Like, oh, uh, okay, all right, okay, mm-hmm. all right. That's what they make erasers for. We can do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and basically what was decided on was to make it like um, a breaking news story, like all these different news reports and things like that. He wanted, he was like, we're going to make this cool. Well, and, and <laughs> you know, the documentary does a really good job of explaining the psyche Yes. Of the average American person in the yes. 1930s. Let's let's discuss that a little bit because, I mean, at that time, you are post-World War One. Yep. You are post the banking crisis. Yep. You are, I think, coming out of, yeah, you're coming out of the Great Depression. Yep. Everyone lost everything. Nobody had anything. Except for radios. They got their radios. Got that rid was of crazy their washing to me. Like cars, but you kept your radio. Yes. So um, they're also, you know, just coming away from the Lindbergh baby. Right. And they're also coming from the tragedy of the Hindenburg explosion. Right. And this documentary goes back and forth. It goes into these like actor portrayals of people's mindsets, which those were adorable. Like, yeah, they're a little cheesy, but I think they were supposed to be really representative of the time. Yes. And probably firsthand accounts. Yes. At at the very end, it does say that the actor, the actor portrayals were done based on written accounts. Yes. So, but, but it was like, it was like high definition, black and white sepia. Yeah. Well, it was very, very crystal clear imagery on yeah, that, yeah, on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, you know, and so they're kind of talking about basically like, you got to think there, I mean, there was no TVs. Right. Um, so literally everybody's gathered around the radio every night after dinner, you know, that that's just what it is. Yeah. You know, they get all their information from there. Well, and, and going back to the the general sense of fear in that yeah. decade, like that, Pat Oswald has a joke about how he gets on Twitter now, and it's like you know, just gently grab your phone and just kind of okay, who fucked up what now? Yeah, okay. like that's yeah. how people were viewing news bulletins. Yeah, at the time, like okay, who's blown up what now? Exactly. I mean, 
just, you know, it, it was just a very stressful, crazy time. So people were, they kept saying, you know, people were really primed for yes. something like this. Yes. And whether um, Orson, like, really had his finger on that or he just thought that this was a cool idea, I think it maybe a little bit of both. Maybe, I think somewhere yeah, he I, knew it was going to be. I, I don't know. I kind of fall into the camp of, wouldn't this be cool if? Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I, that's how I feel yeah. he felt about it. Um. We'll we'll discuss more about fear leading to a lack of logic in a little bit. (laughs) What I want to talk about is the reason everyone freaked out about this radio drama, this radio broadcast, was nobody listened to the first 10 minutes. Right. The first 10 minutes where they're setting up the story and, you know, establishing that, hey, this is a past event that happened at the end of the 21st century or or Mm -hmm. whatever time H.G. Wells puts on it. Yeah. Um, Nobody was listening to that. No. They were listening to another show. With a ventriloquist. Why would you put a ventriloquist? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Can't you pay another good actor for that? (laughs) What is ventriloquy doing on a a radio radio show? I mean, that's that's something you need to go see. Whatever. Do you? Do you? It it made me think back. (laughs) Well, no, you don't need to because... (laughs) Jeff Dunham. (laughs) Wow. Okay. How how long are you going to make this shtick last? Anyways. But it made me think back, too, to the movie Annie... Mm. When they're doing the radio show and she had the ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> and I was like, you don't actually <laughs> need to make that thing move because nobody can see you. Nobody can see you. Anyways. Anyways. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah. So, they've all turned into this ventriloquist uh, show. Um, and, yeah. They they missed the first ten minutes. So, <laughs> they, uh, the historians in the documentary discuss a thing called dial. What is it? Dial turning? Dial yeah. switching? It's basically like how we channel surf now but it's like you just rotate your dial till a station comes in rotate again rotate again wait who's attacking what now yeah (laughs) and can i just say like the fact that they had to explain that scares me because i knew oh again remember we're zennials i know analog childhood digital adulthood can i okay real quick diversion can i tell you about my first car and my car radio yeah I had, for my first car, it was a hand-me-down from my grandmother, yeah. not unlike this Afghan rug that do, is sitting uh, like under it. our microphone right now. Um, I had a 1978 Buick Regal Limited. Ooh. It was golden carrot in color with black velvet trim Shut up. interior. Had an eight-track player. Shut up. It had auto presets for, for its radio dial. You turned the mm-hmm. dial to the station you wanted to find. Mm-hmm. You pulled out on the tab. It then locked that spot in on the dial, and then you could push that button and go back and turn the dial for you. So I didn't have to turn the dial while I was driving my beautiful wow. boat of a car. Um, There's people out there that would have paid you big bucks for that car i wrecked it oh i fell asleep behind the wheel what? And, yeah i was i was working two jobs in in high school and still in band and trying to do extracurricular act- yeah whoa yeah well i gotta emily say emily was hustling emily fell asleep that kind of makes me <laughs> feel mad, right? really spoiled then oh really because <laughs> my first car was a 95 cutlass hey that's okay leather seats that's okay. The sis- I had a system. Shut I had tinted windows. Get out of this closet. <laughs> you bougie bitch, I you. I <laughs> loved 
of that car. Um, anywho, let's get back yeah, to sorry, 1938. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go back to 38. Orson, we're coming back to you, baby. We uh, love you. So, yeah. So, basically, the beginning of this play says this is a play. It, you know, it starts off like a normal play would. But right. the second where we he's like, scene. Orson Welles. He just, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, da 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 And that great transatlantic, well, the, the actor that they had had that great transatlantic radio voice. Yes. Now, see here, with the breaking news. Look at this. see? You can't catch me. I love that old voice. I do. I still love it. Well, and it's just, it's just the way the microphones were set up then you had to have a high you can't have my deep voice like i've got right now cuz hey, i kind of got a deep baby. voice for a lady uh you you had to have this like high pitched voice for the microphone to pick you up and so everyone did sound like they had this yeah. high pitch and it was this hybrid british american accent yeah, yeah. and it, uh i forget what i watched but like it was a purposeful yes they created that accent that people was you know for the radio yeah exactly yeah I, it's awesome. Yes. I love it. Yes. Um, so and, and I took this a step further. After I watched this documentary, I listened to the radio Did show you really? on YouTube. So if you want to hear it, you can go listen to it on Ooh. YouTube. Okay. I um, might do that while I'm baking cookies later. Uh, it, being it 2017. Sure. It, it doesn't hold, like, because we have so much super cool things. Right. Um. It doesn't hold the same that I'm sure it did then, but it was interesting, like, listening to it, knowing that in 1938, people lost their freaking minds over it. So yeah. it's kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, you can go check that out, too. Um, hey, send me that link, and I will try to remember to put it yeah. in the show notes. Totes. Yeah. Um, uh, so they were saying that uh, over a million people listened yeah. To this broadcast. Um, and they all thought it was real. They thought uh, aliens had come to Earth. Yes. And were burning us all to a crisp. Definitely burn that reporter. Definitely burn oh, the reporter. T- okay. Tell the people about that moment of silence. Okay. So Orson, you know, is being like the main broadcaster guy. And he uh, throws it over to... Uh, I, I didn't write down... The name, anyways. Yeah, it, uh, he, he was the he was the on the spot. Reporter yeah, he guy. was over in Grover's Mill, New mm-hmm. Jersey, which mm-hmm. is where this took place. And there was Air a guy Force. that actually said um, that that town is the most famous for I'm nothing not actually any- <laughs> happened. Um, but so he throws it over to him, and he's talking about you know this meteor had crashed, and all of a sudden they're seeing something come out of this meteor and. All this stuff. And then all of a sudden you start hearing panic and screaming and he's describing what he's seeing. You know, this thing's coming out and there's these light beams and it's crazy. And then. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we have lost the feed. Blah, 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 blah. We'll get back to them as soon as we can. This long, crazy pause. Way too much. Like it was. We throw the word genius around a lot. Yeah. But. He manipulated that silence like no one else. Like, you have to understand how humans listen to your product in order to understand how good that was. Yes. I got goosebumps just in the three seconds that we went silent. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. And so, I mean, you can just imagine listening, thinking this is real, going, you know, they're covering this, some crazy attack. People are screaming in the background. There's all this noise and all this stuff. Laser fires. And then all of a sudden, dead air. You're just like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's really clever as it goes along because, you know, it starts off kind of like, uh, you know, and here's our musical break, you know, blah, 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 right. from such and such orchestra at such and such place. And it's like, la, na, da, It's da, a da, da, radio da, da, show for 1938. Yeah. And then it's like, cuts off the music, another news report, hold on. Yeah. So, and then in the meantime, people out there are like packing their bags they're uh they're swamping the phone lines. Yeah, they're calling everybody that lives in New Jersey like are you, are okay? you okay? Are you alive? Um yeah. just absolutely going berserker. Yeah. Um and it gets to the point where they're all calling CBS going, well, "What's happening?" And they're like, yeah. "No, it's a play. It's a play. It's yes. a play." To the point where CBS <laughs> is looking at Orson through the glass going you need to go to break. Yeah, you yeah. need to cut. We you need, need to, to stop. We need People to think this is real. Yeah, and he, and Orson's just like mm-hmm. the big middle finger. He goes on for another ten minutes. Yes, before he finally lets them go to break. Yeah. Now, mind you, in this ten minutes, that's when like all of the armies of our East Coast. Yeah. Have, all seven thousand men are dead. Yes. All the news reporters are dead. There's craters everywhere. There's there's uh, uh mobile Martian spaceships li- landing in the Hudson lining up for an offensive strike. Like <laughs> there's some shit going down on this radio program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh all the um militias. Yes. The militia in New Jersey which Wiped I out. was like Oh, dudes, militias, you know, like that. That's, that's the National like, Guard. That's, yeah, that's your National Guard. That's yeah. your state police. That's yeah. your everybody is your guard yeah. of regular dudes yeah. that are like, uh, assemble! And they like get their guns. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was real loud. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm um, getting real hyped now, with this the, coffee. Now, the problem, I did put a double shot in there. The problem with having the station identifying break then is that a lot of people weren't home anymore. No! Because they had taken to the streets with all their stuff and were heading to the hills. Mm-hmm. Literally heading... There was one town in, I think they said Washington State, that they had a very unfortunately timed blackout. Yeah. That the whole town was like, oh shit, this yeah. is real. Headed up to the hills. There were <laughs> attempted suicides. Yes. There were crashes along the interstate this one woman in indianapolis which cracked me up she (laughs) ran into her church screaming about the martians and like had a heart attack in the church like Like, the end is here (laughs) one one of the uh actor portrayals for the for the accounts was she talked about how scared she got so she and her best friend went to the bar and the bartender gave him uh some like scotch gimlets And then he had another round, and then they were like, "Well, if we're gonna die, at least we're surrounded by some nice men." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bless your little heart. Yeah. Uh. So okay. So basically, then was it at hour? Yeah. The it's, show's it's an hour over. Program. Yeah. Um. And and Orson does remind everybody again. You know, this is a play. Blah 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 blah. Thank you for listening. 
Yeah. Uh, so then the cops show up. <laughs> CBS was pissed. Mm-hmm. The police were pissed. The Federal Communications FCC uh, started was a pit- probe, yeah, an official investigation. Yeah. Um, and I and I don't even think Orson really realized like how intense well, sure. it was, and. I mean, he's in he's in a recording studio yeah. or in a broadcast studio yeah. with his little twenty seven piece orchestra and ten actors. Like he is, he's just he's just orchestrating probably the best radio play he's ever done in his entire life. Yes. So no, he probably doesn't realize that the world is burning outside while he fiddles. <laughs> Thanks, Nero. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and and they were saying two people started making like missing the parts where they say Martians and they think Ooh, yeah. it's the Nazis are here. Well, because they said an alien invading army. Yeah. And if you are primed for fear, yes. like people were in that decade, yeah, you're just going to assume, oh, well, the Nazis, the Germans are here. Mm-hmm. The Germans. Yeah. But, okay, so some of the historians talked a lot about how manipulating fear mm-hmm. removes logic. Yes. If you are so afraid that your life is in jeopardy, you do not think clearly. No. There, there is no time for logic. Your only goal is to survive. You can be logical later if you survive. Mm-hmm. So th- this, th- there were, what did, what did they say? Tw- fit- 12,500 different articles and op-eds written about this. Uh, A lot of the op-ed pieces were talking, they they had that 30s kind of sort of intrigued by fascist flair Mm -hmm. where they were like, well, people are clearly too stupid to vote or reproduce on their own. So we really shouldn't have democracy anymore because that's a bad idea. Because look at how they freaked out about some fake aliens. Right. Like... They, they they took this radio play dark, man. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, two Mars and aliens were big. You know, I it mean, was, it, it was, was a, an in, accepted idea that yeah, no, there's there's life on Mars. Yeah, and I think it was something about they uh, basically interpreted a word wrong to thinking yes. canals were on Mars, and then canals must be made by man. I'm like. Well, be, no, because because the context of that word suggests man-made yeah. water flow. Yeah. Like it, it, a canal doesn't happen naturally. A canal is something that, that an, a sentient being does to the earth yeah. to move to ground to move water from one point to another to you know to open and up space. All because they just interpreted a word wrong. Well, in Italian, it was canale, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is supposed to be channels, which are natural forming. <laughs> <laughs> phenomenon as opposed to canals which are man-made yeah 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 so you know so that that played a part in it like it, it was just like a perfect storm for people to believe it yeah you know and that is where you get all your information from so if you're getting information that says this is happening and you don't hear that it's a play yeah no i mean it it's possible it makes it does make sense i I feel like there are plenty of examples currently in 2017 yeah. where something that is not real gets presented as real what? and then it gets, you know, huh? it, uh, people actually believe it. What are you uh, talking about? Pizzagate. <laughs> no, there's not a pedophile ring under a pizza store in Washington, D.C. Um, well, can we just even go back to Blair Witch? Do oh, you remember man. how 
hyped it was that Blair Witch was real. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So oh, God, I, I totally mean, forgot about that. We're yeah. still dumb. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, oh. we're not dumb. No, but it does show how a form of communication can be used as a propaganda tool. Right. And, and, and just like any tool, we've talked a lot about how it's not necessarily the tool's fault. It is the wielder of the tool. Mm-hmm. You can either have a nice fireside chat with your president every week about, hey, what's going on in the country? Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Or you can have... Uh, a German guy with a shitty mustache foaming at the mouth talking about how Jews are the problem and we need to burn them all. Well, maybe he didn't say specifically that, but you get my drift. Yeah. Uh, I forget. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> <Brain laughs> so, going back in there, you know, he, Orson, you know, then has to, like... That press conference. <laughs> have a press conference saying, like... His sorry, I not did, sorry. I didn't know. My bad. But he was like, this his, is freaking awesome. His producer was like, that's the best acting that he... His his look of contrition was yes. the best acting that Orson Welles ever did. Yes. Orson Welles honestly came out of this smelling great because he oh, got a yeah. movie contract. Super famous. His radio theater group got a sponsor. Campbell's because soup. Campbell's is like, well, if they, he can sell aliens, he's he can sell soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this soup is the most incredible soup in the world. It has come from outer space. Eat your soup. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. Uh, basically, you know, from then on, that broadcast was known as the Panic Broadcast, and it yes. also became the most famous radio production of all time yeah of all time i mean it's we're still talking about it what is it 80 years later yeah well and then you know he was getting pushed to make the movie version of it and he was like i don't wanna like he was kind (laughs) of like over it (laughs) well isn't it great that the entertainment industry has never changed like they're like you did this spectacular thing can you do it for us too do it for us too we We, 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 we want you to do something new but not too new can you do that thing again do the thing again do it again do it again do it again yeah 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 yeah. uh 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 I'll be Disney. Um, hey, 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 we need a new, uh, uh, new movie idea. Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Didn't oh. we already do that? No, 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 no. We're going to do it with people this time. <gasps> hey, hey, what about The Lion King? Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we Wait, do that one with people too? Didn't we do that one already? Well, you're going to do it with people this time. But aren't they animals? Hey, can we do Aladdin? Oh, wait, didn't we already do that one? Well, we're going to do it with people this time. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Cinderella. Yeah. Uh, Freaking Sleeping Beauty. But we're going to call it Maleficent. Can I just pause for a second? Yeah. I do not like Angelina Jolie. That's fair. I don't know what it is. No, I mean, you don't have to like everybody. But I freaking love Maleficent. Yeah. She's my favorite villain. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly her makeup aesthetic. Oh, I'll have to show you a picture of my sister-in-law. She dressed up as Maleficent. <gasps> and she is like 6'3". <gasps> oh, yeah. I would be a really good Maleficent. Yes, you would. Oh, yeah. Because you need to be tall. Yeah. Okay, anyway, side note. Hey. Um, so, hey, that was the end of that. We're done now. Bye. Don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold up, hold up. Okay. No, so this American experience um, 
I, I, I found several others Ooh. on Netflix, so we're going to have to pepper those in. Um, there's one that deals about like New York in the 70s when Ooh. there was the blackouts and the serial killer Ooh. and Ooh. racial tension. I mean, and, like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to, yeah. we won't do that next, but no, we're no, definitely no. going to have to pepper a couple more of these in. They're great documentaries. They're about 52 minutes. Like, they're from PBS, yeah. so they're well done. Yeah. I, I highly recommend watching this one. And I think I'm going to follow in Krishana's footsteps and go watch the, or go listen to the radio presentation on youtube of war of the worlds because yeah. i i i wouldn't i kind of want to put that in my brain yeah man yeah super cool yeah pretty excited um hey hey so you know we're on facebook yes we're on twitter yep we're on instagram yep we have uh, a gmail yes y'all want to stop by and say hey hey come on over um we're making some podcast friends on instagram I know. We're like, uh, podcasts are following us and we're following other podcasts. So that's kind of fun. It's awesome. Uh, can I just say when we put unacknowledged up, the amount of like retweets from other UFO things, like uh-huh. it was just like instant. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. What's that? We're talking to people. Oh, 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 hey. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Uh, so getting exciting. Um, we are still looking into our merch. Yes. Um, we had a slight development. Yeah. Uh, I'm in contact with the uh, a nice local lady, very small little yes. business. Um, so we might be doing some shirts or something, yeah. um, and all that. So if you're interested in something like that, you gotta let us know. Yeah, let us know. I don't want to print a bunch of shirts and then have like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday shirt to wear. Ooh, like, yeah, no. Well, plus, where are we going to store that? Because we're already in a closet. We're already in a closet. Uh, we're cramped up as it is. Yeah. Although, I will say, the Christmas present corner is emptied out, so I have a little bit yes. more breathing room back here now. Yes. <laughs> um, so, please let us know that you like us. Yeah. Um, please let us know if you want to hear something. Let us know if you're interested in merch. Yeah. Just come say um, hi. We got a pretty cool little design. I'm kind of excited about it. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Hey. Okay, so, hey, we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. This is Krishana and Emily signing off. (laughs) Doom, doom, doom.